Good morning, Flagler County, and welcome to Veterans on Point, a WNCF radio show developed in mind for our county's beloved and respected veterans population and anyone else listening via internet or podcast. I'm your host, David Lydon, the Flagler County Veterans Services Officer, and I am not here with my friend and colleague at the office, Eric Flores. He's still on vacation in Puerto Rico. I hope he's having a great time. Uh, he pocket-dialed the office uh, the other day, and uh, and when uh, sounded like there was a party in the background, and he was uh, when I got to talk to him, he said he was in a small fishing village, sort of like uh, Flag, you know, Flagler Beach, and uh, sounded like they were having a great time. So, Eric, um, happy that you're enjoying your time off, and you deserve it, and you'll be well rested to come back and continuing to help our county's veterans. So. Our legal loyal listeners, I know are listening because I've had some calls and some visits. Of course, Billy Jones, the leader, United States Army vet, and his wonderful wife, Joe, checking in. I'll mention Billy here in a few minutes uh, regarding another subject. Um, I did have uh, Master Chief Dan stop in this week and let me know that his his wife, Kay, is is doing better. She's out of uh, the uh rehab down there in Ormond Beach, a physical rehab, and uh, he's taking good care of her at the house. And uh, Kay, I'm glad to hear that. I'm, I'm glad you're doing better. And uh, Master Chief and I sat down and had a, a donut in the office and chatted and got up to date. So Master Chief, Dan, and, and uh, Kay, all the best to you. And then my Marine pal, Jeff Kingdon, woodworker, He's checking in as usual. He's doing fine. And Talking Tom, Talking Tom checked in this week. Uh, he is busy with uh, the VFW as its new commander. And then, uh, yes, I did see uh, Charlie Hanger. Uh, Charlie's a Purple Heart recipient, if you didn't remember that. He's a U.S. Army uh, combat medic. And, uh, of course, he listens with his wife, Jenny. But Charlie's going to be at some uh, ceremonies coming up at the city of Palm Coast and the uh, county uh, this uh, coming month, and we'll update you about that. Uh, then we've got Trent and Valerie and Dennis and Sharon and Shane, and you know Shane got with me this week, and then Norman and Howard and William and Keith, and I'm sad to say that George Burdish, Lieutenant Colonel, United States Army, uh, passed away recently. Uh, of uh, Agent Orange-related conditions. So uh, to his uh, surviving spouse, Theora, our condolences. Uh, we're so sorry. Uh, George was a great guy and uh, spent, uh, you know, he was up at Clyde Lassen Veterans, uh, State Veterans Nursing Home. Um, he was comfortable there and unfortunately uh, did succumb to his, uh, his Agent Orange-related illnesses. And then we also have Jim and Stephen, Heather, Kelly, Rudolph, Thomas, Leon, and many, many others who do listen to the program and are just bashful to let us know. Um, but we thank you for listening and uh, hope that you will continue to do so. And when you like to give us a call, let us know that you're listening. Give us some feedback uh, so we can make, uh, you know, keep the show relevant. But we do... Uh, we do have a, uh, you know, the Palm Coast Observer on a weekly basis has been kind enough to put a veteran, a profile of veteran in the paper each week. 
and this coming week is going to be a surprise to me as well as as the rest of the uh, Palm Coast Observer readers. Um, this veteran is being submitted by uh, a reader, and that's you know I just want to let you know that's that's a good way to do it too. That's the way it started out when the Observer um, having profile or was profiling veterans of the week. It encouraged the community to send in the uh, uh, a veteran who they wanted to be recognized, and uh, then it kind of, you know, kind of petered out. And so I I let the um, editor at the time know that I'd like to keep it going. So uh, our office has been uh, the veteran services office has been submitting the veterans of the week predominantly over the last uh, year or so, but. I encourage anyone who has a veteran they'd like to recognize to send their submissions to news at observerlocalnews.com. And uh, that way you kind of take, uh, you take some of the lift off of me because that's an extra thing that I do. I don't mind doing it. I like to, I like to uh, recognize our veterans. It also gives us an opportunity. Uh, the uh, editor puts our the Flagler County Veterans Services phone number there in case veterans want some help with their claims. And that's a good way to get the, uh, get the word out. So, um, but encourage you to uh, also submit your favorite veteran. And now as we move on, you know that we like to talk about our history here. And so as regular listeners know, we like to mention a historic event from each of the days of our broadcast week, we hope it gives you something to remember, something to think about, something to go back and read more about. Veterans make history and are largely responsible for us being able to have a history. We mentioned the good, the bad, and the weird. No one country or people is perfect, but there is still no better place on earth. The world is safer and more prosperous because of the United States of America. Prove me wrong. Still has not happened. But I do have uh, a little complaint here. Um, if you've been paying attention to the news, and, and I don't blame you if you don't, this stuff comes up, uh, it's annoying, it's aggravating, but the U.S. women's soccer team recently uh, came into the news, and it's disappointing and embarrassment, regardless of their athletic talents. The majority of the team expresses uh, seem to express disrespect for the very country that they represent, the country that affords them the environment and the freedom to be the best women's soccer team. You know, folks, you don't have to hate your country to want it to be better, to learn from its transgressions. It is not helpful to sow contempt for the country that has, with all its flaws, makes the world better. I think that any high-profile person, athlete or entertainer or what have you, who advertises their self-hate as, as an American, especially while enriching themselves through their good fortune of being an American, I think that's hypocritical. And by using their celebrity to spew hate for America, they're corrupting the young, the uninformed, and the weak-minded to also hate their country. I think it's much better to be part of the solution, as they say, than to be part of the problem. So get constructive Get involved in keeping the United States of America the best country in the world and just don't go around disrespecting and hating it. So that's my, uh, that's my rant for this episode. But here is our history 
for the 30th of July through the 5th of August, 2023. On July 30th, 1965, the Medicare program, providing hospital medical insurance for Americans age 65 or older, was signed into law as an amendment to the Social Security Act of 1935. Some 19 million people enrolled in Medicare when it went into effect in 1966. On July 31, 1930, the U.S. Coast Guard purchased 40 acres in New London, Connecticut, for the site of the United States Coast Guard Academy. The academy was originally founded in 1876 in New Bedford, Mass., and was moved a couple times before finding its permanent home in Connecticut. So for you Coasties out there who think that uh, we don't remember that you're part of the service organizations there, here's some information. And we do think about the Coasties. On August 1st, 1876, Colorado became the 38th state to enter the Union. Also on the 1st, but in 1943, a Japanese destroyer rammed an American PT. That's a patrol torpedo boat. Number 109, slicing it in two. The destruction is so massive, other American PT boats in the area assumed the crew is dead. The crewmen were, in fact, killed, but 11, uh, two crewmen were, in fact, killed, but 11 survived, including Lieutenant John F. Kennedy, who later became United States president, of course. On August 2nd, 1776, members of Congress affixed their signatures to an enlarged copy of the Declaration of Independence. Fifty-six congressional delegates in total signed the document. On August 3rd, 1958, the atomic submarine Nautilus passed beneath the thick ice cap of the North Pole. At the time, it was an unprecedented feat. And on August 4th, 1790, U.S. Secretary of Treasury Alexander Hamilton established the Revenue Marine Service, which became the United States Coast Guard. So there you go, Coast Guard. We're talking about you again. On August 5th, 1962, movie actress Marilyn Monroe is found dead in her home in Los Angeles. She was discovered lying nude on her bed, face down with a telephone in one hand. Empty bottles of pills prescribed to treat her depression were littered around the room. After a brief investigation, Los Angeles police concluded that her death was caused by a self-administered overdose of sedative drugs and that the mode of death is probable suicide. So to end our program this week, we'll have the song by Elton John written, uh, released in 1974 called Candle in the Wind, and it was written in honor of Marilyn Monroe. That concludes our History of the Week. And, of course, now that's when we transition over to drivers, drivers, drivers. The DAV really, really, really needs volunteer drivers. Give them a call at DAV, at the DAV. That's Chapter 86 on 27 Florida Park Drive. And their phone number is 386-439-2122. That's 439-2122. Don't have to be a veteran to be a volunteer driver. You don't have to use your own vehicle because the DAV has Veterans Affairs vehicles. You do have to be vetted and insurable. So you have to show that you do have insurance on, that you're able to get insurance on your own vehicles and have a brief physical. 
And this is where I mentioned Billy Jones again, because Billy wanted me to make sure that those who are considering being DAV drivers who or who may be sitting on the fence, he wants you to, to know that you get an opportunity in a Veterans Affairs vehicle with Veterans Affairs gas to tour the countryside. And uh, especially if you go over towards Gainesville, when you take veterans, you get to see the, uh, the highways and byways and the rural areas of, of Florida. And um, if you go into Orlando, well, then, uh, you know, you know, I mean, you could take some different routes, but uh, normally you end up on I-4 and 407. But you do learn and get to see parts of Florida that you wouldn't ordinarily uh, go out and see on your, uh, on your own. And uh, you see that while you get to help and serve uh, veterans and, um, and volunteer in your community. So, again, give it some consideration. And that's 386-439-2122. Some meetings, meetings and events that are coming up. Uh, this is why where uh, Charlie Hanger comes in into play because the uh, city of Palm Coast at their evening meeting, 6 p.m. on August 1st, will be having the Purple Heart Day proclamation. And we'll be talking more about Purple Heart Day. That's August. Uh, it's officially August 7th is Purple Heart Day. and uh, But the city's having their proclamation. To recognize that day, they're doing it on August 1st, 6 p.m. at the Palm Coast City Hall. And receiving that proclamation is Purple Heart recipient, Charlie Hanger, who is also the 2022 Flagler County Veteran of the Year. Uh, Speaking of Veteran of the Year, on August 1st through September 30th is the nominations um, for the 2023 Flagler County Veteran of the Year. Um, I encourage you to think about, again, go think about a veteran who is serving their county, serving their community, um, has honorable service in their, in their military duty, and that you would like to submit as a, uh, a nomination for the Flagler County Veteran of the Year, which will be announced on Veterans Day uh, this year in front of the Government Services Building. So, if you want more information on that, please give me a call at Veteran Services. That's 386-313-4014. You can ask Eric or I. We'll, we'll email you the nomination information. Um, hopefully you'll see this in the uh, advertised in the Palm Coast Observer to remind everybody. Um, and uh, we hope we get a lot of nominations because there's a lot of, there's 13,000 veterans in Flagler County thereabouts and um, so we would like you to consider your favorite veteran August 7th as I mentioned is Purple Heart Day and on this happens to fall also on the Flagler County Border County Commissioners uh, meeting there and that's uh, the government services building nine o'clock in the morning there will be another Purple Heart proclamation from the county commissioners and Charlie Hanger will be there to receive that from the county commissioners. So everybody's encouraged to come out to these uh, to these meetings, not only for Purple Heart Day, but I encourage you to get involved in your your local government, and so that you can keep your city and your county as great as 
your country. Um, the uh, We talked to you about a parade last week and how things are um, going to be coming together for a parade that will be starting down at the old city hall in Bunnell and moving up 100 to the government services building where the uh, Veterans Day ceremony will occur. And then a uh, hopefully we're working towards a, a big picnic there on the grounds too. And um, I've been seeing some email traffic and uh, things are, things are starting to move. Uh, so I want you to please uh, keep your eye out in the newspaper and uh, other forms of information where if you're a veteran and you'd like to be part of the parade that you, uh, you do pay attention to that so that you can get involved and be part of this big veterans day event. That's going to happen uh, November 11th this year. And, uh, I'm looking forward to it and I know a lot of people are getting excited about it. So we're get we are getting a lot of inquiries about that. So I encourage you to uh, get excited about it too. What else uh, do I want to mention today? So uh, I want to remind you, because since we are Flagler County Veteran Services, that's where Eric and I help our county's veterans and and their family members with VA, you know, navigating the VA uh, claims process and um, uh, when you need information about the health care and burial benefits and much more, you know, home loans and education benefits. We're there to guide and help you and inform you. Um, but sometimes, you know, when you come in with help uh, with a claim, there are different types of claims. There's the um, there's a direct cl- claim at which if you have uh, injuries or illnesses or diseases that were directly in your m- medical records that can be attributed directly to your service, that's called a direct claim. Then there's an a claim, an aggravated claim, and that's when you had an existing condition before you went into service. Let's say you had a, you had a, uh, a knee injury, whether it was a uh, ACL injury, and it and it healed, and you were able to get into the military. Um, you passed a physical, you got in, and then for some reason you, you re-injured it. Well, then that's a that's a claimable condition for an aggravated uh, from a previous. Uh, um, pre-service injury. So that's one type of claim. Then there's a presumptive claim. The presumptive claim is usually, is, uh, is one that's been recognized by law. Congress passes law, for instance, Agent Orange-related uh, illnesses like diabetes, heart disease, lung cancer, bladder cancer, um, things of that nature, hypertension, uh, those are presumptive under the law. So if you served in the Vietnam during the eligible period, not just Vietnam anymore, but Thailand and the uh, Pacific Atolls and Guam, then, and you come up with one of those unfortunate illnesses or diseases, then under the law, that's an automatic um, uh, service-connected disability. That's called a presumptive claim. And then a secondary claim is, is uh, well, go back to presumptive. So some of the more recent presumptive claims are come out of the PACT Act because we get a lot of questions about the PACT Act, which uh, was signed into law August 10th of 2022. So the Gulf War has a lot of different cancers that are associated with 
with uh, service around the burn pits and the oil fires and stuff like that. In addition to that, they have respiratory illnesses. So those are presumptive under the law. Congress signed, you know, Congress, uh, well, the president ended up signing the law, but passed by Congress too. And those are presumptive conditions. So if you have diagnosis for those and you and you served in that area, then essentially those are automatic service-connected claims, automatic to the point where you have to come in and we help you file your claim, of course. But then there's secondary claims, and secondary claims are when you have an existing service-connected disability. Um, let's say, let's just give an example. You have veteran has prostate cancer, and that prostate cancer was treated and then causes other other uh, disabilities. And sometimes that can be, um, res- you know, they call them residual. And so you might have where you are incontinent and you, you need to wear or padding, um, things of that nature. That would be a secondary condition. Or if you have uh, tinnitus, which is ringing in the ears, that can uh, that's known to cause uh, depression. It's known to cause uh, anxiety. And uh, recently I've seen medical literature where it's, it can cause dementia. Those would be secondary. So those would be secondary claims to your, if you had a an existing service-connected condition of tinnitus or ringing in the ears. And then there's uh, one last kind of claim, and that one is, a, it's an 1151 claim. And that's basically if you were being treated by the VA and your injury or disease got worse because of their treatment. Uh, those are really, really, really difficult claims uh, to prove. So, but anyway, that's that's the types of claims. So when you come to see me or Eric, that's what we're looking at. When you tell us about a condition that you're, you would like uh, to file as a VA claim, that's how we're going to be looking um, how we can prove that is a service-connected claim. Now, a lot of veterans, uh, you know, not a lot, but we get some veterans who come in and you have, you have conditions that, that just pop up through life. You know, you live, you, you get illnesses, you get injuries, and, and, and you are attempting to make a claim for, you know, a list of 25 things. Oh, I've got my knees are bad, my shoulders are bad, I've got headaches, I've got this, that, and the other thing. Well, it doesn't, it's not that simple that you just file claims for that because you have to have evidence, medical evidence. You have to have, you know, it has to be logical and it has to be either, as I said, directly something attributable that's in your medical records and we can tie it direct to the service. Um, something that was aggravated previous that was aggravated by your service and we can prove that. Something that's presumptive under the law. Something that's secondary to an existing uh, disability. So... That's how we do it. And if you come in and um, we tell you that and we, we tell you, you know, that you need evidence and you just can't throw spaghetti on the wall, as we say, um, and you get upset with me and you run off to uh, another VSO somewhere else and, um, well, they want to do that kind of, kind of claim and then that's that's on them. But uh, we like your claims to be successful when you start throwing what we call spaghetti on the wall, that's what clogs up the VA uh, claims system. And uh, they have 600,000 claims. 
And when you throw frivolous claims on into the mix, it delays all the other veterans' claims who have uh, provable claims. So we like to we like to have uh, you to be successful, to be happy when your claim is uh, approved, and we're very good at it, and we've been very efficient. So we're that's Eric and David at Flagler County Veteran Services, three eight six. Three one three four zero one four, and I can't believe that the time is already uh, down under the two minutes. So it is time for me to let you know that there is no country, no state, and no community that does more for veterans than the United States of America, the great and free state of Florida, the wonderful Flagler County, the lovely city of Palm Coast, and all of our beautiful beach cities. I encourage you to be a victor, not a victim to be educated, not indoctrinated. And most importantly, be kind to someone today or many someones. And uh, we thank you for listening. I hope this has been informative. If you do have questions, you do need help with VA claims and uh, information dealing with the Veterans Affairs, do not hesitate to give us a call. Again, at 386-313-4014. Or stop by 1769 East Moody Boulevard in Bunnell. And that's at the Government Services Building, room 108. And uh, we look forward to meeting you. And uh, please, have a good week, and we'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Seems to me you lived your life like a cat.